Is it bad that signing day's not until tomorrow? And I'm already concerned slash worried about what the text line is going to be like tomorrow for National Signing Day. I feel like tomorrow, the text line, it's going to be a day to remember. Either uh, in a very positive way, Parker, or an extremely negative way. There's no in-between tomorrow for the text line on National Signing Day with Peyton Bowen, Cecilia Connor, and some others set to announce. Yeah, because there are expectations this time around. Last signing day, it was three weeks after Muleshoe had ditched. And so everybody was just kind of collectively like, okay, well, whoever we get, we get. Just got to be happy with whoever signs. Now, with the way that this class, this cycle, has gone down for Oklahoma, people have expectations. High expectations. Five-star expectations. And it could be the happiest day ever tomorrow. I mean, that's certainly in the cards if all the decisions go their way. There will be some optimism. There will be happiness. Wow, look at this staff. Look, look what they got on the defensive side. Look at these guys getting a top five class. How, how about that after a 6-6 six and six season? But if just one of those doesn't go your way, most notably Peyton Bowen, uh, the place might burn down tomorrow. So I'm a little interested to see what the place is going to look like. Which, by the way, um, I guess the three names that we're watching out for as it is signing day eve, Peyton Bowen, Cecilia Kana, and Marcus Strong. Do we have times for any three of those guys tomorrow? No. No definitive no, times whatsoever. Nothing. Hmm. We're all going to be waiting this out together. So, okay. It'll be a day of uh, monitoring social media is what now, it sounds like. Jackson Arnold is having his NLI ceremony tomorrow morning, I believe at 8 a.m., and so, does that mean that Peyton Bowen is going to have his ceremony on the same timetable? Might we know first thing tomorrow morning what Peyton Bowen's doing? Um, Denton Geyer High School put out a graphic that features Ryan Yates, uh, features Jackson Arnold, features Peyton Bowen, and one other Geyer signee that's uh, signing to play football, Cy Stovall. Uh, he's committed to Louisiana Monroe. But if all these guys are signing together, then I gotta find I gotta find Jackson's tweet so I can get you an example. No, I got it right here. Geyer football will be having our signing ceremony at eight AM on okay, January twelfth. There you go. There you go. Anyone is welcome to show up and come support. I will oh, no, still wait, be January signing 12th. I will still be signing my NLI to the University of Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So, so. For, remember when uh, some were worried about, some were even spreading rumors that Jackson Arnold was on flip watch elsewhere? You guys remember that? About a month ago? Someone around here locally saying that Jackson Arnold was on flip watch. Well, uh, that hasn't been a thing for quite some time. And Jackson Arnold saying, yeah, I'm going to sign my NLI tomorrow to OU. Yeah, and related news, Kill Gundy is still not the quarterback's <laughs> coach in Oklahoma State. Yeah, 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 that is related news, Parker, very much. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I did the class calculator for everyone. Thank if, you, Tyler. If the OU, Lord's work. Eh, you know, I'm just, just trying to be a, a nice guy here. If OU were to get Peyton Bowen to Celia Kana and Marcus Strong tomorrow, which are the three names that we're really watching, that would bring OU to a 296.39 in the overall team rankings, which would be currently the number three overall class. Now, 
Miami probably going to get something tomorrow, sure. I would guess, and some other teams are going to get some commits as well. It is National Signing Day. But if nothing else happens around OU, they would be the number three class if they get Bowen Akana and Strong. So, just for reference. Yeah, speaking of Miami, by the way, you remember the Reed Mikeska saga back uh, in, like, May? Yes, actually I do. So he was committed to Clemson, decommitted, silented to Oklahoma, never announced, went to Miami on a visit, committed there. Well, now he's about to flip from Miami to South Carolina. Sweet. That's that's one recruitment where you're kind of glad if you're an OU fan that OU's interest there only lasted about two weeks. First Um, First text of the day, by the way, said hearing some things about Hicks. Really? To which I responded, such as, <laughs> and I still haven't got a response. Hearing back. some things, huh? I'm hearing some that things. That could mean too. a lot of. I'm hearing some things that he's probably going to commit to Texas A&M tomorrow. I wonder if we're hearing the same things or not, Texter. Text us back though, please, on what you're hearing regarding David Hicks. Uh, is it a possibility that Peyton Bowen does what Jaron Canick did and just enrolls in classes without a signing day? Seems like a fitting end because he wouldn't have to answer the Notre Dame questions. Peyton's going to have to answer the Notre Dame questions at some point. You know, the first chance the media gets to talk to him, even if that's as far away as like his sophomore year at Oklahoma, that's going to be the first thing that people want to know about. And reporters are not going to rest until they get an answer, whether it's from Peyton or his family or his coaches. Is it fair to say it feels like he's avoiding that uh, conversation that everyone wants uh, to have with him? Yes, yes. I mean, it really does feel that way with him. Uh, what is every going? What is everybody going to talk about after tomorrow? I, for one, will be glad it's over. Well, I just hope it's over. I know I can speak for Parker on that one too. I hope it's over, and we're talking about the hall on this class. That you know, it, it's either there or it's not there. What are we going to be talking about after tomorrow? I don't know. I don't care. I just hope it's all done with uh, at some point tomorrow with uh, with Peyton Bowen. Please let that be the case. Apparently. Lots of people are hearing lots of different things on the text line regarding DJ Hicks. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, the thing I'm hearing is his family wants a bag. Someone sa- someone else from the 918 says, Hicks to the University of Texas. Uh, another listener says, for one, he's signing until Friday now because of a funeral. However, OU hasn't thrown in the towel just yet. Just ha- having conversations with him. Okay, interesting. Hey, keep up the scuttlebutt, guys, uh, on the text line. You, you got any uh, rumors or some interesting nuggets about things, by all means, send them into the text line and we'll read them. Somebody says, why do I have a feeling Akana is going to be the one to pull some BS? I, I don't know why you have that feeling. Well, probably because Deion Sanders, uh, there was a visit there this weekend. Louisville, which we know they have some NIL cash to throw around. I don't necessarily feel that way, but I guess I can see how you do feel that way. I mean, hey... It, Taking the visit to Colorado the weekend before signing day is, you know, I, it, it, it can be a little unsettling. That's, that's one way to put it. Especially when there were some other high-profile recruits in Boulder while Tassili Akana was in town. Yeah. Dion's going to get a lot of what he wants. I don't think he's getting Tassili Akana. I think Tassili Akana is going to be in Norman, Oklahoma. And we've been talking about it since probably March or April, Tyler. It, and I'll go back to it because this is exactly how it was phrased to me the very first time I caught wind of the fact that OU was very squarely in the race for Cecilia Kana. The way I had it phrased to me was Brent Venables gets his guy. And if Cecilia Kana signs with Oklahoma, what 
That's Brent Venables getting his guy. Yeah. Um, another listener on an unrelated note, unrelated to recruiting. What's up with Daniel Parker practicing yesterday? I thought Back he was in roster. some law trouble. Yeah, so those charges were dropped. I think the the plaintiff never showed for the court appearance, to my recollection. Uh, so Parker's no longer facing those charges. He's back with the program. Bray Walker and Josh Ellison were practicing yesterday, too. Uh, no, neither of those guys are officially in the portal yet, and I would think, even though they both announced that they're going to be in the portal, I would think Joshua Ellison has to be looking at this from the standpoint of uh, – opportunity more so than anything else because Jalen Redmond isn't going to be sure. playing. And so Ellison's probably figuring, hey, I get one shot to start in place of Jalen Redmond and have an opportunity to put some stuff on tape and maybe open the door for more suitors in the transfer portal. I think it's probably the same thing for Bray Walker because Bray Walker tried to transfer last offseason, had no takers whatsoever. I I don't know where Bray Walker can go at Which this Which is point, interesting for a former five-star. I mean, even just that a lot of times will get you in a door. But, yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Uh, Jay from Medill says, following flight tracker from Katie to Norman, hearing DJ Hicks might or might not be on a flight to Max Westheimer in the morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> uh, well, he's either going to be uh, here at 8 a.m. or he's not signing until Friday. So uh, he- here is one from Shane the Train. Uh, or Sugar Shane, excuse me, in Newcastle. I forgot to change his name last week. USC is making a last-minute injection with the Hicks recruitment. Okay, so we have scuttlebutt all around for uh, DJ Hicks, including USC probably offering one last major payment to the five-star defensive lineman. Oh, it's going to be a crazy signing day tomorrow that I have no doubts. And without a doubt, there's going to be two to three high-profile recruits, in my opinion, that we say, whoa, I didn't necessarily see that one coming. Okay. Yeah, there will be some bizarre stuff happening tomorrow. There always is. Twice. A year ago, Travis Hunter signed with Jackson State out of nowhere. Yep. Right? And that's just that's what you sign up for on National Signing Day every year. There's going to be some stuff that happens. JoJo Earl to Alabama, Jace McClellan to Alabama, Bryce Foster to Texas A&M, some situations that Sooner fans will be familiar with from years past. But – uh, you you just hope that Oklahoma is largely immune from all of the chaos tomorrow. Um, one listener said, "The uh, uh, what? Where did it go? Where did it go?" Uh-oh. True Sooner says, "The other station that is experts on music say Mims is eighty percent gone. You guys, whom we trust, says seventy five percent staying. This will be interesting. Eighty percent gone based on what? Yeah, exactly. Um, based I, on I mean, what? he did make a. I mean, he he said last night that." You know, he's going to talk with his family. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to say 100% that Marvin Mims is back, but I'm also not going to say 80% that he's gone next year. I would put the percentage at around 75% that he's back next year, maybe yeah. even a little bit higher than that. Yeah. Um, and the harsh reality is that in today's day and age of college football, there is no longer a 100% chance of anything because of how much money – can be involved in conversations and situations like these. There can be things that are very, very high percent. Like Jackson Arnold signing with Oklahoma tomorrow is as close of a one hundred percent chance as humanly possible. Well, he already tweeted out that he's signing with OU. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow, huh? Exactly. But as a general principle, nothing is one hundred percent certain anymore. No, it's it's definitely not. It's not. Uh, by the way, a couple of names to know nationally for signing day tomorrow. And I only bring these two names up because I think that they're both incredible. Uh, Dude Person 
for Central Arkansas and Rowdy Beers, uh, FIU. There's a couple of names to know that uh, I think are going to be signed. Maybe they're currently committed right now and they're expected to sign tomorrow. Dude Person bro, and Rowdy Beers. Bro, General Booty and Rowdy Beers in oh the same locker gosh. room. That's a heck of a party right there. Which which is a better name? That would need to be a podcast. Which is like a better pronto. name? Text line, dude, person, or would you rather have a guy on OU's roster named Dude Person or Rowdy Beers? It's Rowdy Beers. <laughs> it's one thousand percent Rowdy Beers. Beers jersey around here. Uh, yeah, those beers would sell. and booty. Come those on, would man. Sell, those would sell nicely. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yes, signing day is tomorrow. We'll continue to preview. Hopefully, what's to come for OU tomorrow. But we also got to get to the transfer portal. Is OU close on signing a portal wide receiver? We'll tell you coming up next. Keep it locked right here on the ref. Yeah, we do need to know. What's going on with Peyton Bowen? Would you say that this is one of the uh, biggest national signing day headlines going into tomorrow? Uh, without question. With what po- uh, Peyton Bowen's going to do? Without question. Yeah. Maybe the biggest. Yeah, five-star player. Um, no one thinks that – well, I, don't, I shouldn't say no one thinks that he's really committed to Notre Dame. The Notre Dame side definitely thinks he's committed to Notre Dame. And he is committed to Notre Dame, technically. But what happens with that one tomorrow, I agree. Probably one of the bigger stories uh, nationally. The Ref Army tuned in today. Our Cabo listener is back once again. So even if you're on vacation at the beach, you still got to have your recruiting fix for the day. Thank you to whoever is uh, listening to us in Cabo today. Montreal, Canada is tuned in. Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Kings Mountain, North Carolina. Salina, Kansas. Aurora, Colorado. Akron, Ohio. Small Oklahoma town of the day. We're going way west to Sayer, Oklahoma. Sayer. Love it. Salina, Kansas, though, tuned in Salina, today. Hey, I'll be there later today. Oh, boy. Whoever's listening in Salina, come meet me at Brahms, circa <laughs> Brahms 8, 8 p.m. Salina, Kansas. Brahms and Salina. Yeah. It's the northernmost Brahms along whatever whatever highway that is. I always forget. Highway 81, I think. Hmm. Not far from Manhattan, up there in uh, Salina. No, not far. Not far at all. Hometown of Brent Medibles. Yes, it is. Uh, all right. Trey Harris, wide receiver, Louisiana Tech, six foot two, two hundred four, sixty-five catches for nine hundred and thirty-five yards and ten touchdowns this past season. Your colleague at OUinsider.com, Brandon Drum, put in a crystal ball for Trey Harris to OU. So it kind of feels like that's the like OU is going to add at least one wide receiver via the transfer portal. At least one. And this looks like you know th- this looks like it has a real chance to happen here pretty soon. Trey it Harris does and. OU sat in a very favorable position for Trey Harris from the beginning. Uh, All indications are that this is Oklahoma's race to lose at the moment. Now the question becomes, who do you compliment Trey Harris with out of the portal at the wide receiver position? Because if you're not going to take Micah Tease, you got to take two portal wide receivers. You got to. So Trey Harris is one. Who's the other guy? That now becomes the question for OU. Could it be a guy like Caden Prather? Could it be a Dante Thornton, for instance? A lot of intriguing names out there at the wide receiver Is Dante Cephas off the board? I haven't heard anything about him in like two weeks. Initially, it was Colorado and Penn State, and Uh he hasn't made a decision yet. Dorian Singer has. He's he's off to USC. But I'm guessing Dante Cephas is not a realistic option because I haven't heard really anything about him for several days Not coming to Oklahoma. Not coming to Oklahoma. 
Joe in Tulsa says, guys, what is it that OU didn't like about Micah Tease? He was rated as high or higher than any other receiver we have committed and or offering. Ranked as a top seven athlete slash receiver in the nation, and he's from Oklahoma. Thought we were making Oklahoma a priority. Yeah, look, we've been asked this question every day since, well, since a week ago when Oklahoma kind of dropped out of the Micah Tease sweepstakes. My answer is and will be, I don't know. I can't make sense of it. I don't know why all of a sudden OU decided to go peace out on Micah Tease. We're not doing this anymore. It's weird. It's bizarre. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be bizarre. It's going to be one of those recruitments that we look back on and go, man, remember a week before signing day when we all figured Micah Tease was going to end up in OU's class and then the staff didn't show up for the in-home? Man, how weird was that? They ghosted him on the in-home? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, he is, uh, you know, one of a few Oklahoma kids that we thought, all right, well, the, you know, Brent Venable said a couple times during press conferences this year, they want to be, you know, they, they want more Oklahoma kids on the roster and here's their chance. And Micah Tease was kind of the latest one where we thought, well, here's their chance to kind of really invest in an Oklahoma kid. It didn't happen. I guess Braylon Presley would be one of those. Cole Adams, who we spent a lot of time on. And we'll see, like, maybe they're, they've made the right evaluations at some of these spots, and they're going to get the better player in the end. But there's just a few times this year where we thought, okay, they're going to pursue this Oklahoma kid. They're serious about that, and then it just never happens for whatever reason. So how, how they handle Oklahoma kids moving forward, yeah, that'll be interesting. And I guess, um, speaking of Oklahoma kids, North Texas tied in um, Jake Roberts is in the portal. I, he's played yeah. at North Texas this past year. But he played at Norman North. They already have a tight end in Austin Stogner. Let's see if they if they pursue another tight end via the portal with Jake Roberts. Uh, my interest is piqued with that one because I do think there's a good chance Oklahoma pushes for Jake Roberts. And if OU does push for Jake Roberts, if they prioritize him, as long as they just don't, I guess here's what people need to understand: OU made contact with Braylon Presley. OU had those conversations. They just never actually pushed to get him on campus, or and they never offered him a scholarship. So, if Oklahoma makes an offer to Jake Roberts and they prioritize recruiting him out of the portal, I find it very hard to believe he doesn't end up a Sooner. And if that happens, that essentially seals the deal on his younger brother, 2025 tight end Nate Roberts as well, out of Washington, Oklahoma. Brian so. in Tulsa says, saw Mason Cobb went USC yesterday. Is Trace Ford still good with OU? Um, I maybe there's a chance we find that out today, but I guess the the latest smoke is towards uh, USC here. Uh, and we yes. talked yesterday that they made a, a very very nice offer uh, right around the holiday season to uh, Trace Ford. And I guess his sister does his sister go to school in California somewhere? His mom posted about the trip that they took to uh, USC this weekend, and I think she said something about his sister like is like three hours away from LA or huh. something like that. So I don't know if that was a factor at all. But how about Muleshoe rating Oklahoma State's via the portal this offseason? And he already got Mason Cobb, which is a plug-and-play starter for them most likely. And the same could probably be true for them for uh, Trace Ford if they get Trace Ford as well. Oh, Muleshoe, never change. He is a villain across the entire state of Oklahoma, but especially in Stillwater, America. Um, One listener says, Jake Roberts' stats are horrible. Why do we want him? 
What? What? Jake Roberts' stats are horrible. I honestly, I, he entered in the portal like a, what a little over an hour ago, I think, and I did not take the time to look at his numbers this past year from North Texas. Yeah, I, I did not go that far. I can do that. I can find that out pretty easily, actually. Yeah. Okay. Here, I'm pulling it up for you right now. Jake Roberts' stats for the 2022 season: 28 catches, 394 yards, three touchdowns. Well, here's what you got to keep in mind. It's not that far off from the other tight end you just got via the portal. And it, what his it, no, were. it's not. In fact, it's better than what Austin Stogner did. So, in today's day and age, the tight end is less of a priority in the offense. In in general, the tight end is less of a commodity across college football than it has been in years past. I think the kid that hit the portal from Arkansas State, Sadu Traore. He he had like the fourth most receiving yards of any tight end in the FBS, and he had like 625. So tight ends don't go for for Mark Andrews esque stat lines unless anymore. you play for Georgia. Uh, Georgia's uh, tight ends had pretty good numbers this year, from uh, what I can remember. They got two really good tight ends. Oh, the listener followed up and said he had 11 catches for 98 yards. No, that was last year. Hmm. Uh, I'm hearing David Hicks will have a flat tire tomorrow. That's from the text line. Some of you will get that because that is a throwback recruiting story from like, uh, what, three, four years ago, something like that. Uh, I guess it would be in OU's best interest if David Hicks did have a flat tire tomorrow. If you can uh, delay the announcement a little bit. Like, I, look, I, I am not counting on David Hicks whatsoever. I think that that would be a massive, massive surprise tomorrow if David Hicks were to pick OU. But if you like want to stay hopeful for that, I guess that's fine. I would just be hopeful that you know he doesn't sign tomorrow and he pushes back his announcement date further than National Signing Day Part 1 tomorrow. Because if he indeed signs tomorrow on National Signing Day, I think OU's chances are very low. If OU has any chance whatsoever, I think you got to hope that his announcement is later than tomorrow. Yeah. And I just I I'm not counting on it at this point. If DJ Hicks signs with Oklahoma, great. I, everybody will be pleasantly surprised. But I think most folks are going to be on the same page with a kid like that. Where at this point, especially with as quiet as things have gotten since his official visit to Oklahoma in late November, you burn Oklahoma the first time around. Nothing really comes of the official visit. Nobody should have their hopes up. I heard Hicks is going to Idaho State. That's from the 405. Uh, that would almost, no. I'm trying to think if that would be similar to uh, Travis Hunter going to Jackson State. And I know Travis Hunter went to Jackson State because of Deion Sanders and some other reasons. But in terms of like a program, like, yeah, going to a five-star going to Idaho State, very similar to a five-star going to Jackson State. Any chance Seth Luttrell joins the staff? I, that would be awesome for OU. That would be amazing for OU. It would have to be most likely an on-the-field role. I, I, I don't know what role that he would fill as a full-time staff member right now because, well, there's not really any scuttlebutt that any massive changes are going to be made on the offensive side of the ball. It would have to be in an off-the-field role. But if he wants to do that for a year and then go somewhere else, I, I, that would be a great deal for I. OU. E. Matt Wells, for sure. instance. That make a lot of sense. Maybe and maybe Matt because Matt Wells interviewed for the Tulsa job, right? And so, say Matt Wells gets an opportunity elsewhere. Why can't Seth Luttrell effectively become the new Matt Wells on the Oklahoma State? That, I mean, I that would be a lot awesome of merit. To that. that would be an awesome um, get. 
<laughs> Peyton says, if Hicks flips, I'll finish the bottle of Jameson whiskey I have in the liquor Save cabinet. some for me, Peyton. I'll be right there with you. I'll help you out. I'll uh, down he, for some Jameson if that happens. He also says, am I crazy that Trace Ford doesn't seem worth it for a big NIL deal? I mean, sure, he's good when healthy, but just doesn't seem like someone that's a can't-miss, gotta-have guy coming off two ACL surgeries. And yeah, you, I, again, I don't want to get into the specifics of the deal that's on the table for Trace Ford if he goes to USC, but if indeed he is a Trojan, one, I just want to say you can't fault the kid for taking the money, especially when his NFL career, his career beyond the collegiate level is no guarantee whatsoever. And B, given those two ACL surgeries, you can't fault other programs, i.e. Oklahoma, for being reticent to match what USC sure. has offered. Um, some kind of national news, recruiting and in the portal. Tommy Brockermeyer, uh, he's headed to TCU via the portal, which TCU's cleaned up very nicely, which I, I guess they've cleaned up very nicely from Alabama, right? JoJo Earl's going to TCU, wide receiver. Now Tommy Brockermeyer, a uh, once, was he a five-star coming a out five of the uh, state of Texas? Yeah, former five-star heading to TCU. The first major quarterback domino just dropped, Devin Leary going to Kentucky. How about that? I mean, maybe that one was uh, kind of a big surprise for a lot of people nationally. Devin Leary, a lot of people had him as the best quarterback in the portal. He's off to play for the Kentucky Wildcats and Mark Stoops. That's pretty big. Uh, A&M gets a four-star quarterback today. Marcel Reed, he was formerly committed to Ole Miss. I think he decommitted from Ole Miss and then committed to Texas A&M pretty quickly. Uh, it looks like it's down to Colorado and Nebraska for top 100 player Malachi Coleman out of the state of Nebraska and a guy that we talked about for quite some time. And locally, OU gets a uh, preferred walk-on from uh, Bigsby's own Kale Fugates. Which, do I remember a game this year where Kale Fugate had like three interceptions, four. four interceptions in one half. Was it one half or it's like four interceptions in one game and maybe they were on the first half against like Moore or something like that. So the uh, preferred walk-on pipeline from Bixby, OU is really trying to uh, really trying to get that one going. Oh boy, somebody did the side-by-side on the Air Comfort Solutions sex line. Jake Roberts, 28 catches, 394 yards, three touchdowns, 14.1 yards per catch. Braden Willis. 38 catches, 456 yards, 7 touchdowns, 13.0 yards per catch. So really the only discrepancy, the only substantial discrepancy between the two is the touchdown tally. Yeah. But, again, Jake Roberts, for a tight end in today's age, had himself a dang good year. And he has already received plenty of interest. Uh, one more. What would be more surprising? One, when Hicks committed to A&M and blindsided OU staff, or two, if Hicks signs with OU this week and blindsides the A&M one, staff? One will always be more surprising. Yeah, two would be very surprising. Uh, and I guess you can't, like, if, if a kid made a surprising announcement the first time around, I guess everything is always has to be on the table. But, yeah, one was the more surprising one out of the two options right there, for sure. 405-651-3439, signing day eve. Did OU miss at any positions in this 2023 class? We'll kick that around coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.
Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. And I keep seeing headlines everywhere. Which schools are vying for the number one class? Alabama. Those are the schools vying for the number one overall class. Well, what about LSU? And what about Texas and Ohio State and Georgia? What about them? Alabama is the only school vying for the number one yeah, class. It's, it's Alabama. It's Alabama and everybody else. The headline should be, which schools are vying for the number two class? Yeah, exactly. That's Especially, a more realistic conversation Especially right since Bama's going to get at least one more five-star tomorrow in Caden Proctor. Poor Iowa had a uh, five-star offensive lineman locked up for uh, so long. I was not going to be able to have any nice things until Brian Ferentz gets fired. That's just Jeez, reality. Yeah, have they not made that move yet? No, they haven't. Is he still employed? He's Ooh. still employed. Kirk, come on, man. What are you doing? Yikes. Um, is there any real notable miss at any particular position with this year's recruiting class? And I guess factor in who you think is going to sign tomorrow and beyond, but is there a position that you say, eh, they didn't do a good enough job here? Receiver. It would be a receiver for me. And I think everybody's first answer is going to be interior defensive line. And we're getting that on the text line, yes. Yeah, look, look, Todd Bates had DJ Hicks. He had him. And it's not a miss when what happens with DJ Hicks happens, right? That's kind of unavoidable at that point. It's not because the Sooner staff screwed up somewhere along the way. Now, where I do think they fell short is at wide receiver, and I also think that's somewhat understandable because you had the turnover, you had the change from Cale Gundy to LaDamian Washington. But I, I do feel iffy about this class of wideouts, if only for lack of depth. I love Jaquay's Petaway. I love Keon Brown. But I think most, if not everybody, would have loved to have an additional highly regarded wideout in this class, whether that was somebody like Anthony Evans or Micah Tease or even Cole Adams, right? the original Peyton Bowen of this show, and that we were talking about him every single day. Yeah, I just – it's just hard – to believe that a top 70 player nationally is being overlooked. But Jaquez Petaway is being overlooked in this class. He's the third, like, as it sits right now, and if Peyton Bowen commits tomorrow, that'll certainly change things. But as of right now, Jaquez Petaway is the third highest ranked player in this, in this class. And I think that you're right. You would have liked to have had one more wide receiver, one more top wide receiver in this class. But if Jaquez Petaway is a star... And if he's a star as soon as next year, like you know, maybe what we saw with C.D. Lamb early on in his career, his true freshman year, or some of these other guys that were really good their true freshman year, that'll make up for a lot, I think. Like that, maybe that'll make you forget the lack of depth that they you know didn't have in this year's recruiting class. But I just can't believe we don't talk more about Jaquay's Petaway. We really don't. He is so overlooked, and I think he's got a chance to be a real contributor potentially early on. I mean, I I think he's I think he's really good. Really good. Why is it that we don't talk more about Jaquay? I don't know. Do I, that's why I don't. I don't. Maybe because he's been committed for so long, just, you just take it for granted. A quiet I don't kid, know. Doesn't do a whole lot of interviews. But if you were, if you were set eye. to get him tomorrow, and if you were to get Jaquay's Petaway tomorrow, it would be a huge deal, man. It'd be a huge deal if you were to get a player, a top seventy player, and your second best offensive player in this class, be a massive deal. But he's one of the recruits that we really don't seemingly, maybe because we're so occupied with the guys they don't have committed in this class. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But Petaway could be really good as soon as next year. 
Uh, it feels like forever ago, doesn't it, where the Sooners 2023 class of wideouts included Brandon Innes, Makai Lemon, and DeAndre Moore. Yeah. And the OU staff wasn't going to take Ashton Cozart for a minute there because there wasn't enough room for him. It's been quite the ordeal in the 2023 class at the wide receiver position, but I think all told, in the end, you got to be really pleased with where things have ended up when you take into account the big picture and what's gone on within the walls of the Switzer Center with Cale Gundy's departure and LaDamian Washington inheriting a tough situation and getting that commitment from Anthony Evans was big at the time, obviously didn't hold, but to get Jaquay's Petaway and Keon Brown and know that you can turn around and grab a guy like Trey Harris or a guy like Caden Prather out of the portal, OU is not scraping the bottom of the barrel at wide receiver by any means. Text line, I think we have missed at defensive tackle, in the portal at least. That is a crucial position. Uh, they need more interior help, sure. They do. There's, they do. there's no doubts, for sure. You got Derek LeBlanc, you got Ashton Sanders. Those are two really solid football players. You may add Marcus Strong to that, but you're going to have to go to the portal, and you're going to have to get some big boys because I think this conversation could be completely different in a month or two. But right now, looking ahead to next season, looking ahead to 2023, I don't know if there is a more conspicuous weakness for this team than interior defensive line. Um, I am uh, concerned about offensive line for next year, but I, I guess, you know, both lines, you know, for the most part is kind of where I'm looking at next year saying, oh boy, that's got to get better. Uh, by the way, something interesting for, for mom three, um, in terms of top 50 players that we've seen recently, uh, in the 2021 class, I found this interesting, 12 players in the top 50 from the 2021 class have already transferred, 13 from 2020 have already transferred, and 18 from the uh, 2019 class have transferred. Then you're looking at 21. So you're looking at about 40% of players in the top 50 are eventually going to transfer somewhere else. So a lot of people will be excited tomorrow that their school will get a top 50 player, maybe multiple top 50 players, but there's a decent percentage that they're going to wind up elsewhere. All right, so where does Jackson Arnold finish his collegiate career? Oh, Notre Dame, duh. Obviously, he was (laughs) headed there all along. Don't you know that? David Hicks ends his career here. Jackson Arnold ends his career at Notre Dame. I'm only kidding. I do not see uh, Jackson Arnold finishing his career anywhere else but the University of Oklahoma. How about some offensive line help, asks one listener on the text line. This offensive line class is pretty dang good. I like what Bill Biedenboe has put together in this 2023 cycle. Caden Green's a stud already. Logan Howland will be a stud once he's developed. Josh Bates... That's a guy. That's another guy that we don't talk about a whole heck of a lot. No, and that's going to be a really impactful addition for Oklahoma. Many consider him the best pure center in this class. And then you got Heath Ozida, who I, you watch the tape, you get a chance to see Heath Ozida in action. That guy can move very well for a player of his size, and it leads me to believe that long term he can be a starting tackle at the University of Oklahoma and a pretty good one. So that said, you are going to need a guy or two out of the portal in all likelihood, to feel good about where this offensive line is heading into 2023. Because you, ha- I, I think in Jacob Sexton, Big Sexy himself, you have a plug-and-play replacement at one of the tackle positions. I, I think we've seen enough from Tyler Guyton that 
we can conclude if he's the other starting tackle, you're feeling okay. I would be surprised if he's not the starting tackle next year. I mean, he's the guy that I think has to step into. He's got to be a dude next year is what Guyton's got to be because that offensive line, it's going to be young and inexperienced, most likely next year, unless they make some some real plays in the portal uh, this offseason. By the way, unrelated, I totally got fooled by a fake Travis Hunter post last night. Oh, no. And one of the reasons why I got fooled by a fake Travis Hunter post is that the uh, the fake post was uh, Travis Hunter to Miami. And you're kind of ah, inclined to believe yep. now, like, well, is Miami, okay, maybe a little bit unexpected, but, you know, Miami just threw a bag at Travis Hunter and it just happened. So it was very, very believable. I found out shortly after. Uh, Travis Hunter indeed has not made a decision just yet. So Colorado is still on the table for the uh, former number one overall recruits. Don't take it to the bank that it's going to be Colorado. I would not take it to the bank. It's going to be CU. Would not whatsoever. Because I'm sure the the post that I got fooled about last night, Miami, I'm sure that they're going to have a say in that one way or the other on what they want to throw out to Travis Hunter. All right, 405-651-3439. We'll get to your text one more time coming up next right here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep it locked on the ref. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. Here's something interesting. Pitt head coach Pat Narduzzi. Yeah, come on. Who was uh, very frustrated last year that USC, you know, took Jordan Addison away. Pitt head coach Pat Narduzzi says on 93.7 The Fan, which is a uh, sports radio station in Pittsburgh, that he heard two schools offered North Carolina quarterback Drake May $5 million to transfer. Narduzzi won't say who, but he knows who. Says it's gotten out of control and it's only going to get worse. Quote, it's a sad, sad deal. End quote. Pat Narduzzi knows two schools that offer Drake May at least $5 million to come play quarterback next year. He won't say it. Come on, Pat. Just tell us who it is. Dox him, Pat. I want the tea spilled. Just say Georgia. Just say Florida. Just say Miami. Just say Auburn or whoever it is. I would guess uh, that the two were probably in that. Uh, okay, list so of I names can I, I can I almost guarantee you, Florida is not paying that type of money to a quarterback. Georgia is not play, paying that type of money to a quarterback. They, quite honestly, there is one school that would be dumb enough to pay that kind of money to a quarterback. Well, two schools: Miami and Texas A and M. Five million dollars for a quarterback, like, I, and I, I don't necessarily want to confirm. Or act like I'm confirming what Pat Narduzzi is saying or taking what he said at face value because who knows where he heard it, right? But the market for quarterbacks right now, even in the portal, even for established guys, is not nearly that high. So, yeah, I'm, desperate teams are the ones that offer $5 million normally. That's that's a ridiculous number for a guy that's going to be a one and – well, he's going, he's coming back to North Carolina – but he was going to be a one-and-done at whatever school that he ended up going to if he would have you know, pursued elsewhere via the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, Mac Brown said something very similar, by the way. They're tampering with him. They're trying to get Drake May. They're trying to pay him $5 million a piece. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Mac did say something similar. And good point, Peyton. How does Pat Narduzzi know? Was he one of the ones offering $5 million for, uh, for Drake May? Is he, did he just out himself? 
I doubt Pitt's paying $5 million for anybody, but it's fun to think about. For uh, This is Kyle W. He says, sorry if I missed it already. What's the latest on Peyton Bowen, and who do you guys think Spencer Sanders will be playing for next season? Well, again, if Drake May doesn't enter the portal, and he has stated that he will not, I, I would bet Spencer Sanders is Alabama's quarterback. Opening day, God, that would just be so crazy. That'll be weird, won't it? It'll be weird, but I think there's good odds that that could happen. Uh, Dallas Bill said, "You sure the offer isn't from Northeastern State?" It could be. It could be Dallas Bill. Uh, somebody else asked if Jeff Levy takes a head coaching job next season. Does Arnold pull the Caleb Williams and go? No, with? that is such. No. Like, that is so far down the road, first off, and that's just such a specific hypothetical scenario that, like, it's just, it's not even worth it to speculate on at this point. No, I, that's not going to, I mean, since you asked the question, like, if, if, if Levy were to get a head coaching job after next year, it's not going to be at a program that's comparable to OU. He's not going to no. leave OU to go to, and I don't know, like, you're right, that's all speculation. We probably don't even need to spend that much time on it. No is the answer to that. Jackson Arnold won't leave with Jeff Levy. Because I don't think Jeff Levy would get a job offer that's comparable to OU. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have an unbelievable season offensively this year. But I just don't think that he's going to get a uh, uh, the Georgia job or a Florida job or anything crazy like that. So I don't think he had to worry about that. Just not in the college football free agency with no salary cap, says the text line. Uh, Bama is one of the schools. Someone is saying that Bama's offered Drake May $5 million. I, I believe that Bama is interested in Drake May. In fact, I know that Bama is interested in Drake May. I do not believe that Bama would offer Drake May or has offered Drake May $5 million. Yeah. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, like, I'm not worried about Dylan Gabriel leaving. It's just interesting that, again, last night, he was given the opportunity to say, yeah, I'm coming back, all that, and he's saying that a decision needs to be made. I Look, I, I don't think that he's rolling to the NFL or someone else via the transfer portal. I think we would know that. I think that we would hear about OU heavily pursuing a transfer portal quarterback. It just um, – some people paused last night when they heard that from both Mims and Gabriel. But I don't think anything's really up here. No, I would be worried about Dylan Gabriel not coming. It, it, it doesn't make sense for Dylan Gabriel to go anywhere, does it? Where is he going to land that's better than Oklahoma? And if he goes to the NFL, especially with this quarterback class, which it seems like he can add Spencer Rattler to that class. Yeah, that was a weird comment too. earlier this yeah. week. Uh, Dylan Gabriel is a fringe draft pick right now. All right, signing day is tomorrow. We're also waiting on Trace Ford. We're waiting on Trey Harris and some other players in the portal. We'll have it all covered for you. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref.